My name is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA, located in California. And today, we are pleased to have as a returning guest, Gubin Young, Republican congressional candidate in Florida in District 23. And he is running against Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who's a Democrat, who's been in that seat for a long time, since 2004, as Ruben Wilson. So without further delay, I would like to welcome to the Real People USA podcast, Mr. Ruben Young. How you doing, Ruben? Hey, how you doing again, Rick? It's always a pleasure coming on your show. Uh, I find this to be one of the shows I like the most. I'm going to call it a home show, Ruben Home Show. <laughs> Because it makes me feel make me feel like I'm home every time I get on and talk to you and your listening audience. So I just want to say thank you for bringing me on again. Man, sunny days are ahead of are ahead of us. So I want you to kick back and put your put your feet up on 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 your stool. We're going to talk about something that's. I mean, it seems like Mr. Ruben Young. There's a lot of people that are that are out for you. So we have are the Democrats who are obviously out for you. But every now and then, it seems like our fellow Republicans, whether they're real or fake, I don't know what to call them, but they seem like they are out for you. So I would like for you to explain about what is going on in the state district of 33 uh, regarding a friend of yours who is running. Her name, your friend is Terry Ann Williams, and she's running against... Out of the blue, you know, someone named uh, Rosalind Osgood. But talk about your friend and your relationship with your friend that you've had for almost, what, 8, 16, 17 years. Well, okay, well, that's a good story. You know, I met uh, Ms. Williams, who's a, who's a community activist. You know, she was the uh, chairperson of the uh, North Broward NACP, and she was very good friends with the guy by the name of Willie Lawson. He was the president. And they too was like a, a tag team. Uh, they would take on issues uh, in the uh, black community that dealt with uh, stereotyping, that uh, dealt with uh, community uh, development dollars not being placed in those blighted communities. And that was done throughout uh, Pompano Beach as well as throughout uh, Fort Lauderdale, as well as throughout Miami Dade County. So this uh, this team was always constantly take on issues that most people won't take on because, you know, there's always that fear factor. Sometimes you won't say something when you see something and you be expecting somebody else to say it on your behalf. You know, just recently, you know, uh, Ms. Williams uh, took on a cemetery uh, being sold, uh, some of the land being sold, and she's engaged in trying to, uh, you know, use her brand to stop that from happening because it's a, it's a historical cemetery. And it has a lot of important uh, black business owners in it. It has a lot of important uh, war veterans, World War One, Vietnam, World War Two veterans. It has a lot of uh, former slaves in there that dated back to 1864, 1894. And it has a lot of the uh, celebrities, plus community leadership. Uh, Esther Rose is in that cemetery. You can see her grave because it's visible. She's a, she's my cousin. So I have a vested interest in as, as well as engaging. But I've been knowing uh, her since 2005, just about the same time when Debbie Washington Schultz was elected to uh, to the House of Representatives. So just 
it just so happened that uh, time has now brought this full circle. Now you see why God put people in your circle, put people around you because of the extension, because of the elevation, because he wants you to uh, walk up the stairway uh, to a brighter day, a brighter future. So uh, now uh, having that type of relationship with her, and this was the lady that when I uh, lost everything, when I lost my job, when I lost my apartment, uh, when I lost pretty much everything, uh, this woman and her family opened up their doors and allowed me to uh, have a space in our home. Nobody else did that for me. I'm talking about 2005, 2006, 2007, somewhere around. It's been a long time. But nobody did that for me. And people just don't know them to go out their way for you. But because of the person who she is, and because of who I see her fighting every day to, you know, ensure that her family, ensure that our community, ensure that herself, you know, everybody is in a position to, to, to make ends meet, to live in a safer environment, safer uh, safer home, so on and so forth. But that's what she has done. So I've grown in uh, looking past what other people look look at. I've grown, of course, respecting her for the kind of work ethic that she had, you know, for the kind of uh, value system that she has. And because I know that she'll go out of her way uh, to uh, fight for the little man. She's always said that she believes in fighting for the little man. And, and she's about five feet tall, but you know, but she's a giant all the way because she don't see size. She see challenges. She don't see size. She see opportunities. She don't see size. She see what can be and what will be. So that's why I, that the relationship that I've had with her, you know, it's going to be a great relationship that nobody's going to be able to break that because I, regardless of my political party now, you know, I used to be a Democrat. And I had a family. Pretty much all my family members are Democrats. So. It is, there's no way that anybody's going to tell me I'm going to hate somebody because of that political party. This is why we're in the mess that we're in, because uh, the uh, country has now uh, put a, a uh, put a uh, mark on you being a Republican. And so they uh, uh, somewhat uh, don't like your, your political party. It still is. But I'm not about that. I'm not about the type of uh, uh, disenfranchisement or the type of discrimination or the type of hatred, because I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to hate somebody because they are Democrat. I'm not going to hate somebody because they are independent. I'm not going to hate somebody because they are Republican. It doesn't matter with me because we're all American. Right now, this country is going through an upheaval. We're going through a point of confusion. But uh, some things remain the same. You must always remember your friendship. So they're telling me that I can't have friends. That's a Democrat. They're telling me that I can't help a friend. That's the Democrat. They're telling me that I must draw the line and support who I think is the better person. Well, that person I believe in this Senate District 33, to me, happens to be a Democrat because this lady ran last year and she, to me, she beat Perry Thurston. He was the incumbent senator. Yeah, she received 18,805 votes. He received about 14,000 votes. And I worked with her then. And uh, they gave him 30,000 million ballots. Those million ballots disappeared in areas that he didn't never campaign. He didn't do any campaign and do any work. He never campaigned in that area in uh, District 33 because it was a newly created district. Uh, and he never had an opportunity to get out and campaign for it. 
So all of a sudden, he gets 30,000 mail-in ballots, and that put him over the top. But if that had not happened, she would be the state senator. So now she's running again, and now uh, my support for her continues. Now my relationship for her continues, because I'm never, ever going to betray a friend. I'm never, ever going to abandon a friend, and I'm never, ever going to stop supporting somebody who I know have always supported me and has been there for me. So that's what's going on. People telling me that I, I have to take a, a position. I have to draw a line, a line at the sand because this person who I've been known uh, for over uh, 15, 16 years, I can no longer help her because I'm a Republican and she's a Democrat. Now, I'm not a rhino. No, no, I'm not a rhino. Well, they're trying to make Man, we wouldn't be make it like, if you were a rhino. Yeah, yeah they're trying to make it seem like uh, I, I'm one of those persons that say one thing and do another. That's not true. Oh, that's not true. I'm staying true to what I believe, and I believe that the person that will get in there and fight for the people of that district, fight for the people that have been living in that district, been left out, abandoned, uh, thrown away, is a Terry Williams man. And I really do believe that because I've seen her. I've seen her history. I've seen her work ethic. I've seen her, her background. And I've seen the people in the company that, she, that she's been keeping. You know, she's the, uh, she's the niece or summer kin to uh, E. Pat Larson. He was the mayor of Pompano Beach, Florida. And he was also city councilman of Pompano Beach, Florida. And he was well respected. I had an opportunity to, through her to sit down and talk with him before he passed. Uh, she was the right hand to uh, the president of the NACP, uh, an organization that uh, we respect. Respect a lot of African Americans that have stood the test of time, have always stood up and fought for equality. Uh, for us all, it's it especially for African Americans to advance, fighting for the civil rights and the human rights and the economic opportunity rights, fighting for those rights of advancement to put us in a position to where we uh, now have a country that's uh, equal, although sometimes, you know, the political parties may kick in. But that's what uh, I, I believe. I believe that her running last year, and I believe that her running this, this year against another. Uh, uh, well, this lady was, her name was Rosalind Osgood. And, uh, Rosalind Osgood had just got elected, uh, back to the, uh, school board. And within a five month span, she re she left that seat, uh, and climbed in this race because they knew that if, if Terry Thurston wasn't allowed to run in this race, that Terry Williams would be the senator. And which I think we need a law that if an elected official who just got reelected stepped down within a, a few months, that seat should go to the second highest vote gift. And in the last year, Terry uh, placed second out of four candidates. So she should have automatically been advanced to that. But then should not have been another election, another special election, just to occupy seeing someone who get elected, who make a pledge to stay, uh, stay the course, who make a pledge to, to protect and defend our children. And then all of a sudden, just walk away. And now expect to be elected as a state senator. So what? Uh, so what she can do is just walk away. Uh, Terry Williams been, has stayed the course, uh, and I know that for a fact. She stayed the course. So well, well, I tell you what, let's, let's, let's on. move on. To, since you threw that per person's name out there, let me just say this: if if Ruben Young is a guest on the Real People USA podcast, Ruben Young is not a rhino no rhino comes on the real people usa podcast 
just want to make that perfect, perfectly clear. If there's any haters out there with a, with a tall glass of haterade, I'm just letting them know that no rhino comes on the Real People USA podcast. Now, uh, you, you also mentioned that, uh, you know, friends for life, and I, I love that. I've even talked with Terry on occasion, but she has some questions about, you know, some, some website issues. I like Terry. And I'm a Republican because Terry is is true to heart. Terry, you can tell, you know, she's a Democrat. We are Republicans, but she is true to what she believes in. And she is not out trying to uh, hustle people like I believe a lot of people, uh, you know, in the Democrat Party are. And I hate to say it, but some people in the Republican Party are hustlers. But I but I want to. Uh, just add to my little part of this is that uh, there was a movie uh, called The Wolf of Wall Street. And the, the actor name was Leonardo DiCaprio. And they were trying to push him out of his company. And the company was kind of it was kind of a shady company, but they were trying to push him out of the company. But his employees and staff loved him. And I'll never forget that scene. And people who have watched The Wolf of Wall Street they know this scene where he was about to quit and he was about to quit. And he was standing up talking to his staff and then he 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 says real low under under his breath, I'm not quitting. Then he goes, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. And the crowd goes wild. So I just want to let listeners know as we continue this podcast interview that Reuben Young is not leaving. And for all the haters out there that are trying to come up with these these uh, these schemes to get Ruben to quit, Ruben's going to do just like Jordan Belfort in that movie, The Wolf of Wall Street. Ruben's not he's not leaving. So my next question is, Ruben, um, you know, we got the GOP primary and the, the general election and you got these these people are trying to get you out of the District 23 con congressional race. By all means, it seems like, against Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Now, talk about you, – you were at the end of the last segment. You were talking about this person named Rosalind Osgood. I don't know her. I just saw her online. She worked with the uh, Broward School. She was uh, working with the Broward School Board, and now she's running for State District 33. Talk more about that, and why would this person Osgood – like we mentioned, like you mentioned the other day, leave these these black children who need help, need all the help they can get. Why would they do that? Well, you know, like I said, a lot, a lot of a lot of uh, these elected officials, they're tied into other elected officials, and they're tied into other elected officials. So they all, in my mind, they they got they have a, a plan of who they want to see in leadership, or who they want to see in political office. They put together some type of machinery. And so they sit around and they decide, well, we're going to let you take this seat because we don't want this person here. So because we don't want this person here, we want you to move from where you are and we want to block her. And then we're not only want to block her, we're going to find somebody from another party, like a Republican party. And we want to stick that person in right? just in case you don't knock her out. We can prevent a lot of the Republicans from voting that way because this uh, Senate District 33 is, has always been a Democrat seat, no matter how many Republicans ever ever ran in that seat? Uh, it's because of the number. I think that's a, a D plus thirty some district. 
uh, Democrats have always held that area because of the amount of votes that they have uh, in that district. So when you see someone else uh, like of another persuasion, or you see someone like a Rosalind Osgood leaving her seat, uh, like a school board seat that she just got elected, and to run in another race, that's because somebody told her to get in that race. It wasn't something that she woke up one morning and said, hey, I want to be a state senator. Because she has a history. When she was going through her problem and experiences, you had Terry Williams on the forefront. You had Terry Williams out there fighting for the rights of our community, fighting for the civil rights of our community, fighting for the human rights of our, 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 our community under the umbrella of the NACP, under the umbrella of, of Rainbow Push. And she had very good ties and very good relationships uh, with uh, some of the other congressional representatives that have gone on, uh, some of the le national leaders that, that, that we know today. And she spent her life, her life work. You know, I tried to get her to come over to being a Republican. Because I say, you know, you sound more like you should be a Republican. You know, uh, when I see the similarities of people standing up for the rules of law, standing up for justice, it doesn't matter what their party would be. It matters of, of holding the line, of protecting the lines for our children and protecting the line for our small businesses. So somebody like a Rosalind good that I ain't never seen, I've never seen her in our communities fighting for anybody. I've seen her on the board talking about what needs to take place in our school system for our children. But now I see her leaving the that same children that she claims that she wants to look out for, especially the black boys and black girls that need direct, that need uh, a, a policy that will ensure their success when they, uh, upon graduation. You know, so it, 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 it just, it seems kind of shaky for me to see a chairwoman of a school board who has risen to the level of that level, risen to that level to just arbitrarily and capriciously leave that position at Hockley. And I know because they want to try to do everything they can uh, to stop uh, Terry Williams because of the relationship that Austin has with Perry Thurston. She has always been on a Perry Thurston's team, and they want to do their thing to stop somebody getting that seat that they know is not going to be cutting the backyard deals or cutting the backroom deals uh, 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 and breeding corruption. Because with, under her background and standing up for the equality of all mankind, I know for a fact when she, if she do get that seat, if they put her in that seat, she would not leave, nor would she go away. And like you said, I'm not leaving because I'm in this race for the right reason. I'm not leaving. <laughs> there ain't no money. You can't give me a lot of money. And expect for me to leave because I don't run on behalf of money. I, like I said in your last show, I run for the cause, not because I have to get paid. I run out of the sincerity of my heart because I believe that God has me on, has me on a mission. And when I go and my eyes see the type of corruption that breathes in like this election system, I'm at the, at the mind now to believe that Joe Scott and Christina White who are supervisors of elections, who claim uh, a political party chip when they are nonpartisan officials, uh, they are state constitution officers. I am now unbelief that these positions must go away. So that's why I support people like uh, Terry Williams, regardless of party. I support her because I know that she has some of the, some of the values that we have as Republicans and that she's put to a fine, fine job if she's elected state senator and we would have an opportunity as a congressional representative, if God put me in this position as the congressperson, that, that her district 
Senate District uh, 33 is also part of, right now, as it stands today, Congressional District 23. So that would be a representative that I know that we can that we can collaborate from the federal level to the state level, and we can get more things done. And overnight, because Donald Trump showed us that it doesn't take 30 years or 50 years to get anything done. The minute he got in office, he started cutting regulations. The minute he got in office, he started bringing overseas jobs back home. The minute he got in office, the gas prices started lowering. The minute he got in office, he was opening the, the, the doors for wrongfully accused men and women like Angela Johnson to come on home. Like the 300,000 people that was released under the three strike you out law that was done by Paula Harris and Bill Clinton. These kinds of things that we need, those are the type of people that we need in office. Those people that will stand regardless of party because united we stand and divided we fall. That's right. That's right. And as a former club DJ in San Francisco, I can tell you this, that Donald Trump helped a lot of, of, of folks, a lot of black people in New York City. And he helped uh, a person I won't name on this podcast episode with, uh, with, with some money to start his record company right there in, in, in Brooklyn. Uh, he helped this person start the, his, his record company. But you're right. I mean, as gas prices now are starting to hit $5 a gallon in San Francisco, there's a, there's a lot of people. Ruben, a lot of people are even Democrats now. They're like, man, Trump wasn't bad at all. Because now look what we got. We got uh, L, comma, I mean, sorry, L period, G period, Brandon, you know, running the country. And it's, he's running it to the ground. I was just listening the other day, and they said only 28% of the people are in favor of the current administration. And this is a poll where they polled 2,500 people. 70% of the people saying the country is going in the wrong direction. And even Stevie Wonder could see it because it is, I mean, this is a planned chaos, like we've always said. Now, here's my next question. If you want, talk about or speak on this, this, this person named Joe that, like, popped up like, you know, like a, like a jack-in-a-box thing. He popped up during this, this uh, Williams-Osgood primary. Talk about how, how that fits in. All right, so you know this, this this was a case of bad timing, wrong for time. Uh, Terry Falls, uh, as I can say, she's been a friend of mine since 2005. Terry Falls the run, I believe, around March or April, and she filed as a Democrat. I tried to get her to go Republican. I said, you know, why don't you run as a Republican? Well, you know, because of the fact that she's as as, as is established within certain areas, which are Democratic, she didn't want at this time to disrupt. Uh, disrupt that. So, you know, she's, she's staying, staying the course, but it doesn't mean that she's not the first for the job. Then I think in August, there's a Republican guy I, I never heard of named Joe Carter. And he ended up in the race. And I knew that, that to me, when I, the first thing I interpret that to be there's that the powers to be, they knew that I had helped her last year and they was trying to neutralize me this year. And they, so they put me in direct conflict with another Republican. So the worst comes out of that it'll look like i betrayed my party which that's not the case because of the fact that i got like i indicated i have never gonna leave the friendship that i that i have with anybody because of their uh partyship 
I'm more inclined to stick and stand by Americans, period. I'd rather have an American than a non-American, which we have a lot of non-citizens running for office this year. But so, you know, but I had an opportunity to speak with uh, Joe because there was a lot of rumors. People were saying that he was put in the race and that people said this person put him in the race and that this person put him in the race. And when we, me and him spoke yesterday, that was cleared up, that was clarified. He's in the race for another reason. He's in the race because of uh, the, the goal is to stop our good. The goal is to ensure that our children are protected, that our children have uh, the, 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 the right type of uh, leadership and education opportunities that they need to compete globally to exceed and excel our levels of expectations. So, so we, we, we had a, a conversation, and uh, he had no intent of trying to smear anybody or try to uh, tell someone who they should be friends with. Uh, matter of fact, he, he came off to me like a much stronger individual because of the way he thinks, the way I heard him, and interpret the way he was thinking. So, you know, but, but at the same time, this is his first run. And I had said to him that if my friend... Uh, don't doesn't get to the primary. I mean, based based um, I now have an opportunity to speak with him in the uh, general election. Uh, he would be the person that I would help, and we would work uh, together day and night to defeat individuals that would get uh, uh, get at the helm of leadership and really mess up everything. Because Oscar doesn't work well with Oscar doesn't work well with Republicans. You watch it on the on TV. She's not about to go up there and uh, work with our Republicans. Uh, and, and sometimes, sometimes, regardless whether you're a Republican or Democrat, there's a there's a middle ground when you're trying to do something that's on the that's in the best interest of this state or the best interest of the people living in the state. Uh, you have to go to a, another party leadership, and you have to sit down and you have to show them why your plan or your proposal. Is that is good for the state or, or better for the people in your area or in your district? You have to do that. If you, if this is not war. When you are in the legislature, either on the House side or the Senate side, it's all about compromise. This is how you're going to get something done. Not making the declaration that uh, you're not going to adhere to the policies of Republicans, that you're not going to work with Republicans, that you're not going to, you know, have respect for the for the rule of laws, the laws that that, that are passed by uh, a Republican majority, and you defund, uh, defunct those rules. That's the one where the governor signed this election integrity bill in play, and he dealt with the ballot harvesting. Then you have Democrats who said they're not gonna, they're not gonna uh, uh, obey that voter suppression bill, and that they're gonna still get out here and get these ballots, and they're doing it right now. These, uh, you got one person collecting a, a thousand ballots and turn them into the election office in Broward, allegedly. If they ain't saying one thing, they're not flagging this person. Their, their policy now, don't act, don't tell. If you don't act, mm -hmm. we don't tell. So that's, that's the type of policy that uh, Joe Clark has put in place in Broward County, and they're doing everything they can uh, to, uh, to uh, you know, challenge the will of this state. Uh, Governor DeSantis one of the best governors in this state. And he's the chief executive officer over the state. And he has the power to commission and he has the power to decommission. And that's what they need to understand that he has to sign off on their oath of office. 
And if that opens up office, if that doesn't get signed off on, then they can't move forward. That's also the Secretary of State. So, 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 so that's a protocol. That's a protocol. So I had a chance to speak to Joe, uh, Joe Carter. I find him now to be a respectful man, a man that uh, don't, won't, don't want confuse somebody that doesn't want uh, to be at odds with anybody. He wants to do the best that he can do. So, you know, because I've been with Terry for so long and because I've I witnessed her standing up for cemeteries, uh, standing up for our dead, standing up for our communities, I stand up for the people in our, our neighborhoods, our children, because she used to work for the school board many, many years ago. She's done that, open up schools. She's done a lot of things in her life. And I believe that she would be the person to occupy that seat. And uh, so we're going to keep it moving that way. Thank you, Rick. Hey, but I tell you what, so um, you mentioned Osgood and, and uh, you know, somebody that's on the school board. I mean, what is her, I mean, what is her, is she like a like a PhD? Is she Dr. Osgood? Is she like uh, MBA Osgood? Or um, well, I'm not sure if you want to elaborate. <laughs> well, <laughs> but yeah, how well, does a person get to, how does a person get to be a, a school board member? Okay, so school board members are elected. They are voted in office by their Peers, their constituents, their people within their within their district. Sometimes you have school board members at large, and then you have by district. And I don't, you know, I didn't look much to uh, the makeup of her district or how how many people voted for her or who voted for her. I just know that the uh, chairmanship are voted upon by their by their board members. The board members determine who they want to be a chair. So. You know, that, that chairperson, just like in most counties, the county commission, uh, some of them don't, they don't have mayors anymore. So, so they do it by election and they rotate. Uh, they rotate who they want to be the, uh, the mayor or the chairman of the, uh, of the board. So that's for the members, the members, the actual members, they vote on chairmanship and they vote on mayorship in, in certain places. And then you have, School superintendents who I think I think a couple of years ago we we voted and it was approved that a school superintendent as well as supervisor of, a, of elect, elections they would now re- return back to elected officials because most school boards because of their uh, having uh, charters they uh, they abolished certain constitutional positions like sheriff and a property appraiser and clerk of court. And, superintendents and so on and so forth. So we voted, I don't know if it was Amendment 10 or one of those Amendment, Amendment 11, or somewhere around there, we voted to return those positions back to elected positions. And But you have these chairmen of these school boards uh, not hearing, not telling their members or their uh, attorneys that we have to start having elections for superintendents, school board superintendents or School board supervisor of election, especially in Miami, Dade County, that position was appointed by our mayor. But now that position, I have not yet seen it on the ballot. I have not yet seen in Miami, Dade County, a uh, sheriff on the ballot as uh, as running for office. So you know, the school board members, you know, they set the policy. Uh, the chair one, the chairperson, they set the policy. They 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 set the tone of how you want to move our children forward with the various uh, learning cur- uh, curriculum. And they set the tone for how 
what teachers should be teaching in our schools because when we have a Florida Department of Education and they have their policies that our school systems must also adhere to uh, on the state level as well as on our federal level. But when you have school board members that's running them up, that's out of control, like Mr. Allgood, uh, just getting elected and not, not even putting in a, a letter. You know, Florida resigned the run law says that the elected officials that want to run for another seat must first resign their seat, which Allgood didn't do that. Uh, and, 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 and when there is an election, your letter must be in so many days before you actually uh, qualify. That did not happen with Osgood. That did not mm. happen. So, therefore, I don't understand how did she get on the ballot. And I could be wrong, but this is information that was brought to me. How did she qualify if she didn't meet those criteria? How did she qualify when her letter of resignation was not in place? Because that, that is, should have been done day one. The, the, under the resigning run law, it says that no elected official can run for another seat until they resign from the seat they're currently holding. And it says that that resignation is irrevocable. That once that letter goes in, it's irrevocable. They cannot reverse it. But we have some elected officials who submitted letters of resignation trying to revoke that letter because the uh, a government may be may be our run up there may be no enforcement on no strong enforcement of our laws uh, among some of the leaders that we have that we have elected in our state or in our county or in our cities because their relationship is the relationship that they have with one another that they watch after each other and they don't care if they break our laws they don't care that they violate the law but they want to zero in on someone who believes in somebody who they think is the right person for the job. And I hope Interesting. eventually that the people see, because I'm ahead of my years. I'm like a forerunner. I've seen a lot of things prior to them happening. And I do believe in seeing what I see that Terry Williams will be excellent. So Joe Carter is a gentleman. He's not vulgar. He's, he's a gentleman, and I appreciate the conversation I had with him yesterday. So it was a bit of confusion. I'm trying to tell me what I, I can and cannot do, especially when the GOP party have not come and give me the type of support that I thought they want to give, especially when we're talking about taking back this house. So the district I'm in, you need both Democrats and Republicans. Man, let me tell you something. So let me, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a question. You can say yes or no. Cause I just, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out who this odd good person is. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, hurt yourself or anything or put yourself in jeopardy. Is odd, does odd good have a PhD? Well, I heard that it was more of a theology degree, you know. Okay, okay, okay. So you got something. It's a religious thing that once you go to theology, some schools that you go to, once you, uh, once you complete the courses, uh, they uh, in the religion, in the world of religion, they call each other doctor this, doctor this. But I don't, I don't know if, if it has risen or rose to the level of getting a, a doctor degree, a PhD degree, where you once you get your master's, you know, you get your your bachelor's, you get your master's, then you you know you you worked on your thesis, and so you can get your 
those other requirements where you are now a PhD in a certain sub area. Okay, so, here's uh, the, so here's the next question: Is Rosalind has Rosalind Osgood been a teacher? That's another thing. So I, I have to really, I don't know much about a uh, background. I don't want to get on air and say things that may, may or may not well, be just true. Well, just say yes, sir. Okay. Well, if you don't, may not know, you may know. not know. So I I'm just know. trying to figure I out. Know. I just think, I just think, I mean, I know Terry's background, but I'm just trying to figure out how does someone make it to school board and doesn't, didn't, didn't go through the school education system. But I'll just leave it like that. I'll let the voters kind of figure well, out how that well, happens. You're right. You're right. Terry has two master's degrees. Yes, he does. Yeah, she has two master's degrees. Administration, educational leadership, and, and she received her degrees from Nova Southeastern University. And she has a master's degree of, of professional studies and business that she received from Barry University. And she, she went through the school, uh, University of Alabama, and she was studying uh, accounting. That was way, way back. So uh, we're not looking at somebody, uh, you know, that with, with a nice energy on the shoulder. You're looking at somebody that know how to run. Uh, government because public administration degrees, uh, those are degrees that certify that you can walk to a, a local government, state government, city government, and that you are equipped to, uh, to, uh, create the type of environment, uh, create the type of policy that that, that, that branch of government needs. So, you know, Terry's not qualified to, uh, and, and so you're right. That's, that's, that's the question that we should put a question mark to. Well, see, the reason why I asked that question, being here in California, all kinds of people end up, you know, running for office and getting in the office. We we got we had an attorney general that wasn't even practicing law for 25 years, and now he's sitting someplace in Washington D.C. making decisions for for the American people, and 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 I think he's representative of California now. And then we have other people. We had a lady uh, down in Southern California that was caught up in all kind of things, and she ended up getting. Um, kicked out of office by by a navy pilot and it was just you know can't even go into the details but i just think that people down in district right. 33 so, Senate, so let me give district, you some information so i just pulled i just pulled the bio up and it says she has a gas and a mask in public administration mm-hmm. so in being in being fair and, and, and answering your question i went back and did, and did my due diligence and that's that's what the website said Okay, okay. Well, that's, that's, that makes that makes a person uh, like me. I'm a Florida native, so I can kind of speak on this, and I'll be probably coming back to Florida here in about six months. So I'll be all in the mix too. But just you just we want to make sure that somebody that is representing our you know, our state, representing our country, doesn't have any any type of you know major because no one's perfect, but major flaws in their background. Because you just never know. Because you got some major flaws in your background. The only thing it takes is someone to say, hey, here's some money or I'll squeal. <laughs> but in closing, I just want to say I'll, I'll let you close out. But I just want to say that Terry is very qualified. I, 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 I love her to death. Every time I speak with her on the phone to help her out, she's always professional. And that's kind of rare on the Democrat side, to be honest with you, uh, based on the ones I've met here in California and in New York. That's, that's kind of rare. But I believe Terry probably has the upper hand in terms of winning because uh, the Democrat Party now, I mean, the Democrats are not interested like they used to be in just people, you know, talking the talk because there's some major problems and the problems that are happening in this country are, are impacting Democrats way more 
than they used to. Before, it was like, okay, so we a Republican one, Democrats are mad, but life goes on, life is still good. It used to be Democrats won, Republicans are mad, but life goes on, everything's good. Now we have L.G. Brandon in the, in the, in the, in the White House, and things are bad for everybody, but it's hitting Democrats harder. So go ahead and close us out, Mr. Ruben Young. All right, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm Ruben Young. I'm running against David Washington Schultz. I'm running for the right reason, taking on in 2022. Uh, just recently, I was in Virginia. I worked with the Glenn Youngkin campaign, and I was boots on the ground. And I worked in a place called Sulphic, uh, Norfolk, uh, Virginia Beach, Chesapeake. Chesapeake, I think I'm saying that right. And I got a chance to see up close and personal how Democrat blue districts can become red districts and that Republicans can win in these races because Democrats are now waking up. Uh, a lot of Democrats have started supporting uh, Glenn Youngkin. And that's when I was convinced that if we get the right people in these positions, like uh, people similar to the values that we represent through, you know, in Florida, there's two things they say that you don't touch our guns and don't touch our children. And so I believe that if I get the seat, you'll have somebody in that's gonna work day and night, that somebody's gonna support people for the right reason and not the wrong reason, and try to put forth legislation in that district that support our seniors, that support our parents, that ensure uh, election integrity, that ensure that we follow the rules of law, support the uh, constitution, the underdoctorated constitution, fight for our, and advocate for our small businesses and our business owners, but bringing forth those resources that they need to survive in these districts, especially after this fake pandemic. So I'm asking everybody, go to my website, ryoungforcongress.com. Subscribe to my website. Go to my website. Donate to my website because I'm in it to win it and I'm in it for the right reason and not the wrong reason. Again, my name is Ruben Young and I'm taking on Debbie Wiseman show in 2022. You heard? <laughs> All right. I'm going to start calling you Ruben the Judge Young. Because, man, you should be a judge, brother. Anyway, take care. Have a great day. Thank you, bro.